When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hi, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person with Kate Hanley. I'm Kate. I'm a writer, a personal development coach, a yoga teacher, and I'm the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person, on which this podcast is based. This week on the podcast, I am doing a deep dive into meditation and why it's like a shower for your mind and a hug for your psyche. In other words, it's something that not only do we need, but that feels really, really good. And I hope that by talking about it this week, you might be inspired to get a practice going for yourself or restart one if you used to meditate. Even if you meditate regularly, I hope that you might hear something that gets you excited all over again. Today's big idea is that while meditation is a wonderful, healing, loving thing to do, it does require time to do it in. And a common obstacle to actually sitting down and meditating is the thought of, I don't have time. So let's take a look at how to make the time for meditation so that we can get out ahead of that thought. Notice that I said make the time, not find the time. Because if you wait to find the time, let's face it, it ain't going to happen. Even if you do find pockets of time, if you don't have a plan or an expectation that that's when you'll meditate, you'll most likely choose to do something mindless, like scrolling through headlines of social media feeds instead of tuning into your own precious self. When you make the time, you're much more intentional not only about devoting minutes to this pursuit, but also about the fact that meditation is the goal. My number one absolute favorite time to meditate is early in the morning. My kids are to the point where they are sleeping later than I am. Thanks, kids, for training me to be up at six after those many years of early childhood. So when I manage to hurl myself out of bed and head downstairs before anyone else is up, I sit at our dining table and meditate there. The silence in our house at that hour feels like a net that's holding me up, like the net that catches you when you drop from a trapeze. When you meditate first thing in the morning, no matter what kinds of U-turns your schedule takes from there, you know you've done something great for yourself. You're also better able to pivot your attention and less likely to beat yourself up about not getting all the things you planned to do done. My number two, very close to favorite time to meditate, is after everyone has left the house in the morning. It just feels like a great way to reclaim my attention and my energy and pull it back into myself. Of course, with the pandemic, there are very, very few days when everyone but me leaves the house, so I can't rely on that one the way that I used to. Just behind these top two is my third favorite time, which is any time I remember. Being able to act on that impulse that says, I have a few minutes, I should meditate, is definitely a set of muscles that you have to develop. 
because, as I'll cover in tomorrow's episode, your ego is highly likely to try and talk you out of meditating. The better you get at trusting that impulse and actually doing what it suggests, the more you will actually meditate and the less drama the whole endeavor will kick up. I've got some examples of other times that are great for meditation that I'll share right after this quick break. I knew meditation helped with stress and focus and feeling happy, but I wasn't doing it. You know what finally got me meditating again? Headspace. The fact that all I had to do was press play was a godsend. And I can tell a huge difference in my state of mind and in how I interact with my family. I'm feeling a lot closer to the people I love, and Headspace definitely helped. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com kate. That's headspace.com kate for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Go to headspace.com slash Kate today. Hi again. Aside from looking at your calendar and choosing when you'll meditate, another super powerful strategy is to tie meditation to something that you're already doing. You just slide it into a routine that is already well-established, and then you don't have to do the heavy lifting of starting a whole new habit from scratch. For example, if you drive your kids to school or drive to work, pull over somewhere along the way and meditate there. Or make it a point to meditate after you pull into your driveway, but before you get out of your car. There's something about being in the confines of your car that is extra cozy and a representation of how you're seeking to create a container for your attention while you practice. Of course, you don't need a car to be able to meditate. You can meditate when you first sit down at your desk in the morning before you turn on the computer and are off to the races. If you have a routine around your morning cup of coffee or you are a morning journaler, you can tack a few minutes of meditation on before you get started with those things. You can even make drinking your coffee into a meditation by really focusing your attention on every sip and all the sensations involved. The warm cup in your hands, the smell hitting your nose, the taste hitting your taste buds, and the feeling of the liquid traveling down your esophagus. And you can also make meditation part of your wind down routine at night. You don't have to meditate in the morning. In fact, it can be a really wonderful way to help you get ready for sleep. If you listened to my interview with the meditation teacher, Jess Naeem, on yesterday's episode, she talked about the power of a one-minute meditation. And she said that she meditates in all kinds of places that you might think was impossible, like during a meeting or in an elevator. So if you'd like more creative time and place solutions, go back and listen to her episode. It's number 434. As I like to say, where there's a want, there's a way. The time to meditate is there and available to you. Don't wait to find it. You're gonna have to make it. And if you're finding this hard to do, be extra double sure to come back for tomorrow's episode when I'm talking about how to get over your resistance to meditating. Because resistance is going to happen. And when it does, you can be ready for it. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. 
Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 